Hey everyone, and welcome to the Thrive 24 podcast. Today, we are joined by one of my amazing clients, Charlie. He has had an unbelievable journey so far. His transformation has been absolutely incredible. And make sure to listen to this the whole way through because this is going to provide a hell of a lot of value for you guys, especially if you are looking to shift a hell of a lot of weight. Right? Let's get into it. I mean, main reason I want to bring you on today. So you've been a client of mine for, I don't know, how long has it been now? I was literally trying to work out this morning. Um, I think it would have been March this year, just gone. So yeah. it's coming up about a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, a month off a year. That's crazy. Time flies. Um, but I wanted you to come on here because I think a lot of people take a lot of a lot of really good, take a lot of good things away from your you and your experience so far. You know what you've been through, the weight that you've shifted, how you now perform. Um, how you now perform even as a man, I think is a big one as well. Because um, I know a lot of lads will be listening to this and a lot of them will relate to your journey or will be at least halfway or partly going through your journey as well. Yeah. So um, before we start, just let me know, what we, what was your weight at your heaviest ever? Uh, well, the only time I was cognizant of it, uh, I was 18 and a half stone. Um, and I had tried actively to lose a little bit of weight before that, but 18 and a half stone, which I think is about, because I work in pounds now anyway, um, I think it's about 275, 280 pounds, something like that. Yeah. Um, and for reference, I'm literally, uh, you know, a Nats bollock under six foot, so yeah. give a kind of a scale. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think very similar to me, you know, I, um, my heaviest recorded weight was 20 stone six, but I actually... Yeah think I was much heavier than that at one point. It's just yeah. like you don't, I, I never weighed in and then I had tried to do things to lose weight before that. So yeah. most likely you would have easily been in like the 19s for me. I think I possibly yeah, well, would have been I, up to the 21s. Yeah, well. I say 19. I mean, I jumped on Huel and all that kind of um, all that kind of bollocks as well before I before I properly, properly started doing it also. But yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, probably 19, well, 19 is what I tell people. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what are you now weight-wise? Uh, weighed in this morning at 208.5. 208.5 so, so yeah, realistically you could you could say what that's around about 70 pounds altogether it'd be uh, it? yeah for argument's sake yeah i mean i got to 205 um that was the lightest i've ever been yeah and just something you mentioned then as well so when you're at your heaviest what sorts of things did you actually try um oh well to be fair um i said obviously i've i've done um I've done a fair bit of like um, like like physical training and stuff and, and that in the past, mm-hmm. um, but to be fair, I think at the time, uh, what, did I, what did I try? It was probably Huel. I think was the one. Uh, intermittent fasting was another one that I tried for a bit. What what, what um, made you want, want to want to try Huel? It was just kind of like a, I just I fell for the marketing. I suppose the kind of the whole kind of oh well you know it's four hundred calories in a day, so I sort of figured out that or four hundred calories per shake. So I was like, so if I have like two shakes in the uh, two shakes in the morning, one for breakfast, one for lunch. And then I can have like an evening meal that will kind of help with that sort of fasting in my head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was sort of like, well, that's 800 calories spoken for then. And then obviously like, you know, the evening meal, I can kind of have a thousand calories, which is you know, obviously a pretty decent meal, um, especially for, you know, I was quite obviously very big then. So I was eating an awful lot more and needs to eat a lot more. I felt crap. Um, but yeah, it probably Huel, I think was one thing I jumped on for a bit. Um, what else did I do? To be fair, the diet stuff wasn't really a big thing for me because I was still somewhat in the mindset of you could out train a bad diet so mm. i was just kind of going to the gym a lot and i was doing um i was what was i doing i was going to the gym probably about four or five times a week on average yeah. um every two days walking 
on an incline, um, mm -hmm. uh, like treadmill for about half an hour, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously just doing a round of weights and stuff. And, and to be fair, before I jumped on with you, I think I shifted about 30 pounds. Um, so, you know, it was, it, I'm, I'm you know, for, for, for not really knowing what you're doing too much. I did, I did a fair amount of work myself to be fair. Um, but I mean, it, you know, it did take like, like I say, if you're saying I jumped on in like March, it probably would take about a year to, to get to that point where I lost 30 pounds. Um, 100%. So it, it, slow, it, slow journey. Yeah, it, it's one of those where I think you know that as soon as you got laser focused and dialed in, it changed completely in, in regards of you got it done in literally no time at all in comparison yeah, yeah. to what it would previously. I noticed that yeah. with a lot of lads that come on board is that you, everyone basically can find out on Google what to do, how to get in shape, and you can slowly exactly. start to make progress. Um, I've got an, another lad who, you know, over the span of a year, he lost a stone. And I remember first talking to him and he was saying like, oh, this year I'm going to try and shift another stone. And I was like, mate, you're playing it so small. I was like, you know, if you literally just got your, got focused in on what needed to happen, you'd get yeah. there so much quicker. Within the first three months, he lost 24 pounds. You know, that, <laughs> that, that, that that's nearly yeah. double. He lost in a whole year. Um, yeah. And well, that's and then what I was thinking. Like, jumped on with, uh, sorry to interrupt. Literally, yeah. yeah, like jumped on with you, mate. I lost the other thirty pounds in like what less than six months. This mm -hmm. was ridiculous. You know, I, you know, I, I went through because I recently got back into as part of the thing about like habit tracking and stuff. And I got back and I was like, oh, just out of interest, let's just scroll up a little bit and see kind of. You know, I remember weighing in at like you know two hundred and forty pounds, two hundred and like forty three pounds, kind of thinking like, oh, I'm going light. You know, this is going to be lightweight, baby, sort of thing. You know, and you think like here I am, like literally forty pounds of that, and that was only in April. You know what I mean? You sort of think it's 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 nuts, you know. Yeah, as you, as you say, you know, I I was thinking about this this morning. It's this whole like anecdote of, uh, um, um, well, not anecdote, but like there's a kind of the idea of like you know you, you you can change your clutch in your car because YouTube exists. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. Halfords exists. You can go and buy all the tools that you need. It's not really that difficult. You can just look up on YouTube and figure it out, and you can probably you know um, mind over matter your way through 90% of it, but it would take you about two or three days. You know what I mean? If, especially if you've not done it before, or you could pay a mechanic and he could have it done with you by the end of the day. And it's sort of like, you know, it really does like, I mean, personally, I'm all for trying to figure stuff out yourself and having a go at it yourself. But I tell you what, like if you're in a position where you can, it just, like I say, it just gets what you want so much faster. Um, and it, and it, it's just so much more efficient. And it's not, like I say, it's not even cheating. It's just more efficient. It's just doing the right things. You know what I mean? Um, so, so yeah. What, what you've said that just there, though, I think speaks to a lot of men in regards to they'd rather try it themselves with everything. And yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I learned was always then asking for help is literally the best thing I can do. Because yeah. I think I, I linked it to when I first got my personal trainer and started making changes to my shape. From then on, I was like, okay, I'm always going to ask for help because it makes my journey a million times easier. 100%. And yeah. You know, the quote that um, it comes from a book, but Ryan Holiday said it, and it was like asking for yeah. help. Um, asking for help isn't giving up. Asking for help is refusing to give up. And just just reading through that same book right now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when that when he said that, I was like, oh, my God, I was like, that's so true. Um, a lot of us will spend so much time trying to do it ourselves. We're realistically... The, the worst part of it is that you could be spending that time elsewhere, things that matter more. Maybe that means making more money for you to be able to provide for your family. Maybe that means more time you're spending with your partner. Maybe that means more time you have in downtime and actually be able to relax, you know, rather than c coming home and then being like, oh, I have to work out what plans I got to do in the gym. I got to work out what I've got to do in this. You know, it's my job and I still have a coach um, mm -hmm. because I don't want to be doing those things for myself. 
Mm. I'd rather have someone take care of it all for me. Yeah. And I think for you, you know, before you came to me, what would you say like the biggest struggles were, the things that you were um, struggling with the most? Uh, what, what do you mean? Sort of like just in time, just so, in terms of like physical stuff or? Well, okay. So when you, when you first came to me, weight loss wasn't as fast as you want it to be. You were, I think yeah. you were just dipping your toe in the water in regards to what was actually possible. Yeah. Why do you think it was going so slow? Why do you think you were struggling so much in 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 the case of losing weight? In the case of, you know, smashing it in the gym. Yeah, I mean, to, well, to be, as I said, you know, I've I've no stranger to training. I've been training mm. off and on for a few years um, before that. So I, you know, again, I remember saying to you, and I thought it was cool. I I know what RPE is, and I know what RPE eight feels like. You know, I know what failure feels like. I know what total muscle failure feels like. So, you know, the training isn't necessarily a problem, but obviously, as I think I've touched on before, it was just a diet for me, just sort of like, I just didn't really, I knew my fitness power, I'd been tracking on my fitness power, but I didn't really know, like, or really have the the wherewithal to go and research, because it's like, it's it's all very well and good knowing that you don't know something, but you don't know that you don't know it until you know that you don't know it, if that makes sense. So no, it's yeah. that whole, like, you know, I know I need to eat more protein, but I was like, okay, well, I'll just have a protein shake and that's fine then, isn't it? You know what I mean? I, I didn't really realize that, actually just how much protein i needed um and i tell you what you know i think that's probably what kick-started it all and kind of really sort of was the catalyst to put it into turbo um was was the whole kind of like was was the diet for it really um obviously like i said you know i remember literally looking at you know oh, okay well, charlie well, we're gonna we're gonna set you on 2400 calories and, and we're gonna put you on 30 percent of those needs to be protein i was like okay that seems fine reasonable enough it's like counting out like 185 grams of protein that's like nearly four protein shakes <laughs> like nuts <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean and i was like well here i am like no wonder i'm feeling crap because i have toast in the morning i'll have a sandwich for, for lunch and then i have like you know spaghetti bolognese or whatever for tea and a protein shake that's like 110 like no wonder i'm you know sort of not not going through you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so so yeah you know it was probably probably diet was the biggest thing that that and um efficiency i suppose you know i was doing the standard bro split like chest day you know monday chest day tuesday arms like wednesday shoulders you know and um you know you kind of sort of feel like actually that's great if you're if you're training that way but obviously now i know it's that time under tension and it's that that's the kind of the, the prime kind of driver of muscle growth um yeah. and correct me if i'm wrong um but but that's not enough time under tension doing something like a push pull or like a body split or something like that you get so much more um, especially for people that aren't training, like, you know, twice a day or, you know, for hours and hours a day, that kind of thing. I was only doing it for about an hour or so. So, yeah, that, that whole kind of, uh, yeah, I'd probably say that the, the primary driver was diet and the secondary was was definitely kind of the efficiency of my training. Like I said, I was pushing hard, but I was just pushing hard in, a, like, not yeah. quite the right direction. You know what I mean? I was kind of going off over here somewhere when I should have been going this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And with even, like, in regards to training like that, I think a lot of people just don't know in depth about, okay, is, and this is what normally kills a lot of journeys off is, okay, is what am I doing actually working? Is what I'm doing actually right? When it comes to things like training, it's things like what we've tried, for example, of where you're splitting up more body parts over the week. Therefore, when you actually then push for that particular, say, lift, you're going to have more energy because you aren't fatiguing on that same day of doing, say, yeah, for example, yeah. shoulders all day. Mm. Um, where, where, where that's, that's a big struggle with people have because if you think about it for example lads nowadays or lads that'll be listening to this if you're doing like a bro split you go in you do shoulders and you do arms that two shoulder exercises in you're finished you feel yeah, like yeah. i can't go no more so think about that or think about what happens if you split four or five shoulder exercises over a week what you could possibly mm -hmm. give to them instead 
Um, yeah. But one thing I wanted to go over is, okay, during that time, so you were training, your diet wasn't going so well. How did you feel at that time? Um, well, it was, I mean, like, like I said, it, that's kind of, sorry, I'll start again. Um, that, that, that's what uh, got, got me onto you in the end, because I was thinking to myself, you know, like, and I know probably a lot of people will struggle with this, but it's that whole kind of, you know, I don't want ego to get in the way of kind of getting what I want. You know, the thing is, is that like, and here's a hot take. Um, so if you go to the gym and you try and pay a little bit more attention to what you eat and you try and be a little bit more active, it's pretty binary. You know, unless you're doing it, like, unless you totally fucked it up, you, you will still lose weight. You will still get muscle. You know, you will still kind of, you will still kind of that trend will start happening. But like, unless you kind of have it dialed in, that process is so slow. And even then, like, you know, now, like I said, I've been, I've been training for about two years, been with you for about a year and I'm still not done. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm still kind of pushing forward to the next thing. You know, these journeys and stuff, they take, they take like years and years and years and years to do. So even if you can kind of cut that sort of that, 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 um, you know, say for example, you know, the you're here and your perfect body or whatever you want to go is, is say 10 years down the line. Even if you cut that efficiency down by thirty percent, so you're you know you're thirty percent more efficient than normal. That's seven years instead of ten. That's a, a long time, you know, if you think about it over this over the span. So that was kind of like my driving force. As I was sitting there, kind of being like, well, look, you know, I've I've been in the military, I've done military training, I know what that what's that what that's like, you know, I've done personal training stuff and qualifications before, you know, years ago, but but maybe it's about kind of looking in the mirror and going, do you know what, Charlie, you know, you spent the past however many years of your life focusing on this one thing, which is my, my career, getting qualified up to do what I'm doing. Maybe stuff has moved on since then. And maybe you don't know everything that you think you do. And maybe actually getting someone that it's literally their job to make sure that they can facilitate this as easily as possible and as efficiently as possible. Maybe that's the best way to do this thing. Literally, as you said earlier on, it's like, you know, asking for help isn't given up. It's 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 refusing to give up and kind of accepting the fact that actually, do you know what, you know, I might not know everything I think I do. And and that was the big thing for me is I was just sitting there kind of being like, well, look, you know, I've always been a bit of a gym bunny. I've always been interested. I've always been lifting weights, even though I got up to like, um, you know, sort of just shy of 300 pounds. Um, you know, and I wasn't training at that time. Um, it, it was kind of a, it's something I always felt that I could fall back on, if that makes sense. Oh, well, if it, 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 it was probably, I think, I think the gym has been part of your identity for a long time. Yeah, just yeah. just, just being yeah. in shape as not being um, yeah exactly. well at the time i was uh, as i'm sure a lot of people can can sympathize with i was with, uh, i was in a relationship at the time so you get gain the relationship weight and that's you know socially acceptable to go from you know quite kind of fit and healthy which is what i was when i when i met her um and then obviously two years later having gained like you know 50 60 pounds um because you know obviously you're having dominoes and you're going out watching tv and you're not really like you know you're not really doing very much um you know so so yeah so like yeah, that, 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 that was a driving thing for me was was I just didn't want my hubris um, of, well, how hard can it be getting in the way of actually getting where I wanted to go? You know what I mean? What, 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 where is it that you wanted to go? What is it that you wanted before you came to me? Um, well, to be fair, the, 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 and as they always have been, to be fair, my goals are pretty, I just want to be better than I was yesterday. Um, that's pretty much my kind of driving thing is I just sort of want to be the best version of myself in terms of like actual physical goals i and to be fair Chell, that's kind of why i have you mate because <laughs> like i kind of go i want you to tell me where i'm going to be in six months because that's kind of my thing you know you, you you tell me what to do i'll make it happen but like it's like i said you know i 
you know, I mean, we're, we're running a half marathon in a couple of months. I, I, I hate running. I don't want to run it at all. But it's that whole kind of like, you know, I'm going to go, do you know what? We're going to go and we're just going to put our faith in you and, and you're going to sort this all out. And then, you know, in four months time, I will have ran a half marathon. You know what I mean? Um, I, th I think I think the big thing is, is that in our lives, we need to be always keep building them bricks in the house that is going to be the eventually end of us. You know, we're at the end of our lives. We want to look at this big house that we've built full of all these little bricks of goals and accomplishments that we've done. And I do think that sometimes, lads, we don't know what we want. And so, and we also don't know what we're capable of. So I think when you came to me, you knew that you were playing it small. I think you then knew you wanted to go all in. And then I was like, okay, let's finish fat loss. Let's really just get this weight shifted once and for all so that you feel lean, you feel good. And goals will always then change from then on because that's just another brick that's been added to the house. Okay, finish yeah. fat loss, brick added. Then like now it's like, okay, half marathon. That's going to be another brick added. And you're always going to want to get better and better and better. And I think it's our own... To have desire as men that we always want to get better and always want to push for more and more and more and especially around about our age there's we've got so much to offer and a lot of lads just playing it so so small like literally not even doing anything and mm -hmm. at this sort of age we want to be literally testing our boundaries what are we capable of what can we be doing you know because when we're 70 80 years old we want to look back and be like oh my god you know we'll still be in shape don't worry about that but we'll yeah. look we, we'll look back and we'll think look at all these amazing things that we've accomplished through our lives what we've been able to do um yeah. and i also think people don't think that along that far along head but that far ahead, i can't even talk yeah you know what i mean anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it was funny because actually this morning i was watching um one of my favorite morning shows which is saturday morning kitchen live literally one of my favorite shows ever um every Saturday morning, I will just sit there with my breakfast and watch it. And yeah. they said something which uh, speaks a lot to stoicism. And I don't know why he brought it up. I can't remember now, but it was literally this morning. He said that, you know, we don't all live forever. Mm. And yeah, it's a mentor, Maury. Yeah. And I, and I don't think many people remember that and think about that. And people think that they're immortal. And yeah. you will only start to realize that when you get to that age where you're like, oh, shit death is coming for me and then you'll be regretting all the things you didn't do getting in shape you know my coach said to me he said ask the average person you know what does their dream body look like because they won't say their own mm. and that <clears> is an <throat> issue if i can turn around yeah. and say to you you know when you were when you were a kid like when you were like 14 15 16 what how is it that you wanted to look what shape did you want to be in you know yeah. um are you pushing towards that or are you just or are you just not even trying because something like especially physical shape you're in control of that mm. you can you can make your dreams a reality i said we done a photo shoot and never did both of us ever think we were going to be doing that but we yeah. made when we were both at that photo shoot that was our in comparison to where we've been that shape that we were in was absolutely insane and every every time i see photos of myself even now um i'm still kind of like you know i had like so i went to ireland i got a mate take some you know candids because i'm such a you know such a model like that now um, <laughs> that's, that's what i'm giving you <laughs> now he's just taking pictures of my bloody head because obviously i'm bald so it's just like you know <laughs> like, yeah. and um you know, it's not easy for us to lose our hair early mate um but yeah but you know you sort of sitting there kind of thinking like to myself you know like shit like 
where's my double chin gone? I've had one of those for fucking decades. Like, where, where's that gone? You know? And it's like, you can see my jaw, like, behind the back of my beard here. And I'm just sort of like, you know, it's, it's like I said, it, it still gets gets me. You know what I mean? And, and you, like, like that photo uh, um, I sent you, I think it was um, uh, the Christmas, my, my Christmas party at work. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm like, that jumper is a medium. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's ridiculous. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big guy. Like, you know, even even sort of, you know, uh, slim as I am now, obviously, I'm, I'm still a big chap. Like, you know what I mean? And um, it's it's ridiculous. You know, I still I still sometimes have to pinch myself a little bit, you know? Um, and, and, you know, it, it, is, it is nice. I mean, obviously, everything with the caveat that I think everyone's bodies look different. And even when you are very thin and, and yeah. you, know, you are in very good shape, it still might not be where you want to be because that's the lovely bit of dysmorphia for you. But um, it, it's, as you say, you know, that there's, there's, there's literally no reason why, why you can't kind of keep pushing towards stuff. Again, it's that whole 1% better every day. It's that one kind of, you know, that just being better than you were yesterday. And you think like the law of compounding, like, I, I think my, um, one of my friends worked out, come and we've said now, but 1% better each day doesn't work out to 365% better over a year. It actually, by the law of compounding, it's something like four and a half million. And it's just yeah. sort of like, you think that, if, you know, if if that, you know, equates to, I don't know, just having like an extra liter of water a day or like, you know, doing an extra hundred steps or something like that, you know. Hey everyone, if you have been inspired by Charlie's journey so far and you want results like this yourself, I am running a brand new program called Run, Lift and Shift 50 plus pounds. This is only going to actually sorry, be available for just five people. So if you want to get involved, head over to Instagram and follow me at coachgel underscore. And if you want to know more about this, just drop me a message with the word transform and we'll have a chat about how we can get you started. Right. Let's get back to it. You, know, you think like it's the small things that you put in, as I said before, like this, these journeys are they take ages, you know what I mean? So if you put in the little, tiny little steps and the tiny little work now, that just pays off dividends kind of down the line, you know? And then you kind of get to a point where some of these people like, you know, Arnold, for example, who's still in killer shape now and he's an old man and he doesn't probably didn't train half as hard as he used to do, but because he did it for so long, he's still in this killer shape where he's got bicep veins and a fucking beer gut. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's, you know, and this is the thing, everyone can have that. They just, as you say, just need to put the, put the small steps in now, you know? Hundred percent. I think that's the dream. Does it end up like Arnold when we're old? Because I actually, yeah. I, I listened to a recent podcast. Actually, the Daily Stoke podcast. He was on it, and yeah. do you know, listening to him, and he he's like close to eighty now, I think. But mm. he he was still fully there. You know yeah. how he was talking, memory, everything, and he puts that down to how he's looked after himself all these years. And I think that that's important yeah. as well. But no, hundred percent, and. I think the big thing that they take away from it, anyone listen to this, number one, you've got to be able to play the long game. These journeys are for going to be for the rest of your life. It's simple as that. If you want to get in shape for, you know, in 12 weeks time and just for the holiday and then sack it off, well, then you're not a person that's going to be successful in life. Sorry to say it. Um, yeah. You know, you want wanting these all quick fixes, wanting to change quickly just for other purposes rather than the self-betterment of you. If you're doing it just for the pure purpose like all the lads say in our group are just to literally get better and to perform better for their families, for themselves. Long term is that they're going to still be trying to do that 10 years down the line. They're still going to be trying new things rather than just go, rather than just doing it for reasons that realistically don't matter. And as well, like on, on top of that as well, which is kind of maybe the, the sort of the darker side of all of it is you're kind of on that journey, whether you accept it or not. 
like you know you're still inhabiting your body you still that's the only body you're going to get like you know what i mean if you abuse it and don't look after it um that you know then like i said you know you, you probably will be in a wheelchair by the time you're sort of 60 70 you know what i mean and like you know you won't be able to do all the sort of stuff that you want to do when you're that age you know so like you're you're on like those factors will still apply to you whether or not you accept that they're there or not and the thing is is again like especially with um you know a bit of plug in here mate but especially if you do kind of decide to get yourself a coach or something like that you can kind of like you know in terms of actual cost of your life you know like it's an hour every three days every, every like uh, sorry it's three hours every week like you train three times a week that's more than enough uh, again correct correct me if i'm wrong you know like you just get your steps up you know to sort of eight eight nine thousand you know like most people will do that if they you know like work a retail job or if they do unless like me you should be on the desk all day um most people are able to do that without even kind of worrying about it you know add on an extra thousand and you're kind of golden you do that and just sort of again pay a little bit more attention to what you eat you know as i said before like you know even if you don't want to coach just just like paying a bit more attention and just trying a little bit harder like you know as i said you're in this kind of game whether you like it or not so you may as well play it like and if you're gonna if you're playing it on you know hard mode, make it easy for yourself and just get someone else to do it for you. And it's a lot easier. You know what it's, I mean? It's it's one of those where, you know, hard things equals easy life. Easy things equals hard life. And people don't people I said once again, no, people don't think ahead. That's the mm. thing. I think that that's the thing. People always think short term, short term, short term. When you start thinking long term, then you can be able to make them changes. But yeah. um Charlo, okay, so you before coming to me, you were still um so you'd lost about 30 pounds. You were still, say, 50 pounds overweight. You were um, training. You were training like five times a week, but weight loss was going really slow. You weren't 100% sure on what you were doing. It was the exact right thing to get you to where you needed to be. Where would you say you are right now? Uh, well, I'm definitely... I, I, actually, I, I, actually, actually, sorry, just before we go into that. Actually, well, what... How did you get in touch with me what made you what pushed you to get in touch with me oh well that's easy um you're uh if people don't know you're probably one of your best friends i went to uni with <laughs> so uh, i actually lived with him for the first sort of uh, first few months and then i'm um, obviously was on uni courses with him for the, for the next uh, next three years so it was kind of through through instagram and kind of through that kind of connection sort of thing um but obviously yeah it was one of those things where i think uh what did i, I think I think it might have been me putting a bit more stuff on my story uh, on my like, Insta about like our training and things. Like that. I think I'm pretty sure you reached out to me and I'm like, oh, you know, I can see you training like I'm a coach sort of doing a hand sort of thing. And I remember flirting with the idea for a while before I actually pulled the trigger because um, I was thinking to myself, again, it was that whole kind of like, well, yeah, but, you know, come on, I'm like, I was in the military, but I fucking had to lose weight. Like, you know, don't be ridiculous. It's just I know this stuff takes time. The reason why I'm not losing so much weight is because I'm not running you know, um, H HIT, you know, four times a week. And, and that's fine because I don't want to do that. And it's that kind of placating your own kind of sense of bullshit, basically. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And kind of going, yeah, yeah, well, that's why I'm not over there. It's because I don't want to be. And it's like, actually, you know, because you, you maybe, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Maybe you don't have to do HIT. Still haven't done any HIT since being with you, which is high intensity interval training, if you didn't know. Um, it's basically circuits and sprinting and stuff. I haven't done any of that still, and I'm probably in better yeah, condition yeah. than I was when I was 18, because um, <laughs> I'm a lot more muscular, I'm a lot stronger, and I'm probably not quite as cardiovascularly fit um, yet. But obviously, hopefully, the man. I mean, I mean add, 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 you know, not everyone can be running six miles, Charlo. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Thank you very much. Um, but but yeah, so that, that's that's kind of how, how you get how, how it all kind of started off. Yeah. Um, I forgot what the other question was. Sorry. 
Um, no, so I think, yeah, I think before, I think obviously you knew me through one of my, um, my clients, one of my best mates, Sean, um, and we got an, got him in, in incredible shape, uh, his shape transformed. And I think then for you, that kind of reassured you that, oh, well, if Sean is doing it, then I can do it too. And I think that speaks to the how people can inspire one another by getting in shape as well. Um, yeah. Where are you now? Um, so... In terms of, uh, well, I haven't measured myself this side of Christmas, um, but before I did, I'm at 10% body fat, um, which is something I never thought I'd be able to get to. I come from quite a big, uh, big family of people to what, say that. What, what were you when you started? Do you remember? Ooh, ah, definitely was 26, but probably higher than that. Because um, I remember going and for, for the hell of it, going through and doing a biometrics thing at, the, at one of the gyms up here that I've been training to for a bit. So yeah. I think that was probably about four or five months in. Uh, I was about 26% body fat. So yeah, I, yeah, again, that was when I was around about sort of 250 pounds, something like that. Um, so, so yeah, so yeah, 10% body fat now, 10.8, uh, I think it was specifically. Um, and yeah, I've got quite a few sort of strength uh, kind of uh, achievements, I suppose, uh, under my belt. Um, so so yeah i'm 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 probably i'm probably yeah in the best condition in my life i sort of think um as you say you know to use your words exactly to not let the ego get involved um not many people can run six miles and bench press more than they weigh so you know i think that's pretty good and i'm quite proud of myself for getting there to be fair it's, um, it's, it's a hell of an achievement and you know i think one of the biggest things was when you first came to me you wanted to be able to do a full pull up yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and and now, um, for everyone listening, Charlie can now do. I think you know. Was it how many? How many did you do with the twenty kilos? Three. Yeah, three full reps, twenty kilos, um, of weight added, which is absolutely insane when you think back to you couldn't do one properly yeah. without. Well, that was probably not shy off of the total weight. Um, cause that would have been about 100 115 kilos so that, that, um, in total. Um, so that, yeah. that probably would have been how much I weighed just before I jumped on with you anyway, where I couldn't do one. So, you know, just kind of goes to show how, you know, building muscle and stuff really does kind of help. hundred <clears throat> percent. And that's a huge achievement in itself. I also, the fact is that, so we finished our fat loss phase, especially for now, um, we got you down to the, it was 205. Yeah, that was the lightest I weighed in that. Yeah, got you the lightest. And that was for the photo shoot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And now we've bumped up your calories. And this is a bit that normally a lot of people forget about. And normally a lot of people, even clients, will think, okay, once they finish fat loss, that's it. But this is probably the most important part that I think you're going through. And it's the rebuilding of the calories because we've done it right. So mm. we've rebuilt your calories up slowly. Every so often, you'll let me know where we're sitting weight wise. And I'll be like, okay, actually, let's bump up the calories a tiny bit. And I think we're up to, two, is it 2.5 now, 2.4? Yeah, 2,500, yeah. 2,500, and you gained three pounds post-photo shoot. And let everyone know the photo shoot was in September. Uh, yeah. It yeah no, it, no, yeah, it was 16th of September, I think, actually. So that's been a lot of months where we've been on more <laughs> calories and you gained yeah. three pounds. And, but, yeah. and, if you look at your actual progress pictures, which once again, you've done it right, and this is to anyone listening, take progress photos every single week and upload them. You can tell you've not gained any fat during that I've time. Got, yeah. Yeah, because... I was 11.4, I think, before I did the photo shoot yeah. on 10.8, so yeah. 
And when you now look at your sheet, you can tell you added three, uh, three that's at least three pounds of just lean mass. Um, probably more because your body fat's dropped as well at the same time. But you can tell that, especially because you look way leaner now than you did at the photo shoot and we're on higher calories than ever before. But that, that, that is why this part of the process is so important. We finished the priming phase. This is the building phase. And this is and this building phase is a lot does normally last for a long time, but it gets you in that best shape. So then eventually, if we decide to cut back down again, you're gonna be absolutely just insane. You know, gonna gonna look like Captain America. Um, but the, 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 that's the thing at this stage as well. And as the strength achievements have been insane. And right now, all we're focused on is just performance goals, strength, yeah. half marathon, <laughs> just becoming an all all around hybrid athlete. Mm. Um, so you're in, a, you're in the best shape of your life you're feeling probably the best you've ever felt as well what are you most proud of about this journey so far um, yeah well I mean I just want to say just before I get into that um, like you know I also have my off days like you know what I mean 100% so like you know, I, you know you don't have to kind of keep jumping on and crushing it every single day it's just sort of being able to kind of understand that you know as you say you're playing the long game so you know if you can go do you know what today is just not the day you know Sort of giving yourself that kind of day just to feel sorry for yourself and kind of get yourself over it it's fine as long as it then doesn't bleed into the rest of the time you know that's mm -hmm. that's totally fine too so yeah i mean like you know, i'll freely admit that i don't hit every single one of my goals every single day because i'm you know I'm, i do lots of different things i'm very busy so i don't always have the time to do it but it's that whole kind of trying to be at least one percent better which kind of equates to okay well, I'll do 100 steps more than I did yesterday, or I'll do 1,000 steps more than I did, or you know, I'll go to the gym, or okay, fine, well, I can't train five days a week, okay, I'll train three instead, and I'll just kind of like condense stuff a little bit, you know? And it, so, yeah, it's all about sort of that. Um, and again, I've forgotten what you asked, sorry. <laughs> no, no, but you're you're right, and I think this is something I've probably told you a hell of a lot, is that it's okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If, if <laughs> I would say that things move, things go in a, in fluid movements and I say this all yeah. the time to everyone because I've got people like you can get, get really busy I've got people who are working at top law firms that are absolutely swamped with work and some months <clears throat> voice crack some months you work will have to take up 80% of your life that's normal so the, the gym will have maybe have to take a backseat maybe instead of you doing four sessions you can only do two but you doing them two sessions is you better than better than doing zero and that's the, that's the issue with um, as well as with majority of people is that when something like that comes into place, that sort of like bump in the road where you're like, oh, I can't do what I'm used to doing. They fall back into bad habits of going back to square one and leaving it all. Yeah, and exactly. When you, when you look at it as like, as long as I can perform to the best of my ability during these circumstances, I, I'm still going to make progress forward in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, you know, 100%. even for me, and I, I'm I'm a coach, but like for example, the other week I was ill, and it you know wasn't until the end of the week that I started feeling a bit better. So I just got done what I could. I done one run, I done two sessions, and I was like, you know what, that that for a week where I haven't been feeling well, I've not been able to do much at all. I'm really happy that I've, that's going to help me push a little bit more forward than if I just done nothing. And yeah. it's you being able to realize that, and it's, it's a it's a switching that all or nothing mindset. A lot of people are used to as well. Yeah, um, exactly when you it's just the biggest hack ever is if you just think yeah. i'm playing the long game if you yeah, think yeah. of it like that literally i remember you legit saying to me like yeah you just got to ask yourself with charlie because i was like oh, 
like because I was uh, just like, getting too much into it. So I, I do like, uh, especially in the summer, I do like my day work. I would like my standard eight hours of, of work that I do. And then there's uh, there's surveys and stuff that come in in the evenings as well, which I tend to get on most. And normally it's it well, we're only supposed to do a maximum of two a week, but I normally am doing three because I'm a hero like that. Um, and they 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 can be about sort of three hours long, just the surveys. And then obviously driving to and from there's about an hour to two hours each each side. So you're basically looking about a sort of 16, 17 hour day with like a two hour gap in the middle. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of my life pretty much from, um, here we go, uh, for, for, for in, in the season, which would be uh, May to September. So it, it it is very much a case of, and I remember at the time being like, oh, I don't, I'm going to do that. Oh, then the photo shoot's coming up. And, oh, it's, and it's like, Charlie, what does success look like for this week? And you kind of go, well, well, shit you know that's that's a lot more straightforward rather than thinking how much i can't do and how much i can't do this and you know i sort of feel like if you get into the the sort of the mindset of going oh well i can't do this and i can't do that and i can't it's, it's negativity kind of like just bleeds into everything else it's like okay well i might not be able to do this but i can do this and like i said and it, it, it's it's that whole yeah, i remember kind of being, well like there's no way i can hear you know if, if i'm driving you know, six, seven hours in a day, and then I'm working surveys either, either end of it. There's no way I can hit my step goal because I'm sat down for 90% of it. Okay, I can't hit 10,000, but I can hit seven, and that's 70%. And then it's like, you know, or even 80, which kind of brings that Pareto principle sort of thing. It's like even some of it is better than nothing. You know what I mean? Um, so, so, yeah, being able to kind of go, what does success look like for this week? Yeah, because actually, I still get paid for all that time. So, you know, I might not be success, succeeding like physically for me, but, you know, financially I'll be succeeding because I'll get paid a bucket load at the end of the month. Great. You know what I mean? So it's like, as you say, yeah, it's, it's kind of like having that sort of maybe not hard and fast plan, but having an idea and having a kind of a just being cognizant of, of, of what different successes would look like for that week, you know, or month or whatever. It, it, I think a lot of the times my job is just to shift your perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I lost a lot of people put, put, would put them in the. You got your results due at a time where, like, literally all I would ever see from you is you just doing work. You just outside. You just like literally having no time at all. And yeah. it's like if someone can do it in in that position, and still getting getting the that shape that we did for the photo shoot, then it's possible for anyone. Um, well, like, like I said, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of like you know, blow smoke up my own ass or, or kind of like turn it into a big circle. Who cares? Yes and no, though, because it's that whole kind of like, you know, the, the idea is, is to kind of like, you know, sort of be honest about these sort of things. Obviously, yeah, 100%. there wasn't a lot of times that I did hit a lot, a lot of stuff. You know, there was things like, you know, maybe I, you know, one thing I could control regardless of doing that was, was making sure I came on the calories. So I made sure I didn't eat over my calories. That was one of my non-negotiables that regardless of whatever I was doing, that did not happen. And okay, yeah, I think I did it once or twice maybe, but literally once or twice in that sort of like four or five month period, like, you know, steps, I really wasn't able to do most of the time. And it actually, I think I even said to you, I was like, right, well, shit, well, I need to do, you know, I think at the time we were doing 12,000 steps a day. And I was like, well, there's no way I can do that. But what I can do is if we look at that number over the week, 12 times seven is 77,000. So if, if I need to do 77,000 steps a week, thinking of it like that, okay, well, on the days that I'm not doing those surveys and have got a bit of time, I'll go for a run because that way I'm running. Therefore, I'm doing more steps quicker. So I have more, you know, I've, I've say I've run for like, you know, an hour or whatever. That's like six, seven thousand steps right there, which is the majority of all that I needed to get done. The little bits exactly. and bobs walking through from the car and this and this bit, that ticks that boxes, that ticks that box. Sorry. So like, yeah, it's as you say, like, you know, I'm not going to not going to sort of sit here and say that I, you know, did everything perfectly because I didn't. But it, it's that whole um as i said you know being able to kind of like 
accept the fact that this week is going to look like this and and this is what success means for that week you know what i mean um so so yeah i, I was able to do it but it was fucking hard and tough you know what i mean no nothing will ever be perfect and I'm scared, if yeah. you listen to this your journey will not be perfect my journey is definitely not perfect um when i was getting ready for the photo shoot it was probably one of the hardest times of my life um, I've, I, I called it me being in the trenches um, when, when I was at, when I was like at, at the lowest when I was doing. So I was doing a hell of a lot. And obviously I have the privilege of I have more time, you know, to be able to do things. I am in charge of my own hours. So for me, I think, you know, I was, I was doing four sessions a week. I was doing 90 minutes cardio. I was doing uh, three runs on top of 90 minutes cardio. I, yeah. um, and then I was on like 17, 1800 calories. It was tough. Uh, yeah. taught me taught me a hell of a lot, though. Yeah, yeah it, it taught me a hell of a lot. And I actually quite, I look back now and I think I really actually enjoyed that period because mm. even though it was tough and I was tired, it taught me a lot about what I'm actually capable of as well. Because um, exactly. exactly. I'd, 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 I'd lost weight, but yeah. I'd never got, I'd never gone into like the deep end. And yeah. that was that for me. And I, I, I personally really enjoyed that. And I was actually talking to someone about this uh, yesterday, day before he was messaging me on Instagram and I was saying, he was asking me about how I felt during that time. And I was like, it wasn't easy, but um, it felt like I'd unlocked a new level of me um, yeah. that I know yeah. I can ac- access at any time now. Yeah. And this is the thing is, you know, that's um, obviously I know you, you, you know him, but if anyone who doesn't check out David Goggins, because he is exactly that. He's on face value. He's really intense to listen to. So it might put some people off, but if you can listen to some of his books, and actually go through some of what is actually kind of literally what you've just said there is in a nutshell. It's like the idea that we only really use about sort of 50% of our capabilities at any one point. And he like, obviously, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a nutcase. He, he runs himself into a point where, you know, he'll run a marathon with broken legs. It, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous what he does. And obviously the whole idea is that, you know, and he even says in his books, I'm pretty sure it's like, it's not trying to make people feel bad. It's just trying to go, look, the human body is capable of running 26 miles with broken legs like you are capable of so much more than you think that you are and exactly like when you get those positions and, and you get those situations and, and you put yourself in positions that are you know really really tough and really difficult it, you know as you said it teaches you so much about yourself and what you're actually capable of that way you can look back on it and go like okay well i'm about to go and do this really difficult thing but i did six months of 1700 calories like you know and i didn't kill anyone <laughs> you know what i mean like and, and you kind of go oh, if i can do this I can do this you know what i mean and it's that confidence in yourself that it builds it's, um and yeah and i think that confidence that i've been building yourself and there's a quite a, a lot of people there's one in particular person right now in the program who january 2023 they came on board with me and they said to me that this is the year that they're actually going to make sure they get in shape this person i knew for years this person used to come to like my classes that i used to have to do for the gym back when i first ever started and this person had also messaged me about five times in 2022. And we'd have a couple of messages and then it'd go silent. 2023, January, they were like, okay, let's make sure this happens. Yeah. They were going to make th- that year the year that they're going to get in the best shape of their life. And let me tell you, the results are absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not allowed to share the results, but I'm just telling you now that the results have been yeah. absolutely incredible. And this year... That particular person has now made this year the year of their career change. Yeah. Well, why? Did, why did this person say think this? Well, they give me a little bit of reflection on the year, and they said they've proven to themselves that if they can, you know, if they say they're going to do something, they are actually now going to do it. Yeah. They 
stuck to it on days when they didn't feel like doing it. They had the discipline to let the delayed gratification happen. And yeah. they are just so unbelievably happy with how last year went that this year they know that they are capable of making that career change. So yeah. now something so simple as you just looking after your base form, your physical shape, you're getting in the shape of your life can transform into you actually thinking to yourself, is this how I want my actual whole life to look? Is this how yeah. I want everything to be? You know, am I fulfilled? Am I happy? Then you know that, okay, well, if I can get in shape, which isn't easy by any means, I can get whatever job I want. I can yeah, do whatever I want by any means. And I think that was just something I mean, that you, you just mentioned there. I think that was absolutely huge. And you, we were just proving to ourselves what is actually possible. Um, yeah. And anything is possible um, when, when you do literally put your mind to it. Well, um, especially, in, especially in this day and age, because I feel like, you know, like, obviously, you know, that there, there is, certain, you know, certain circumstances and, and there is like, you know, prejudices and stuff that obviously, you know, people will always have to fight. And as a white guy, I can't really speak to any of that obviously um but but it's that whole kind of thing where it's just sort of like the thing is is that you know i i am a great believer in the space between where you are and where you want to be is called hard work and i feel like i feel it um whenever i go into a room or i meet someone who you know i, and I shake their hand and you know they've got they've got like calluses on their hand and you know they're they're sort of they're, they're not even like just built they're just strong i sit there and you know immediately the respect kind of comes up because i i know what they've done and because I do it, so yeah. I know how difficult that is. And I, you know, there, I do get into positions where it's like, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be going to the gym. And go, oh, you're going to the gym again? Like, you know, I literally said uh, to have a conversation with a guy yesterday. I met, um, and I was just like, you know, I've, I've just, um, you know, for going and doing some jujitsu and stuff. And uh, I sort of said, I was like, oh, well, I probably could only really commit to two, two sessions a week because I'm also training for a half marathon. Um, and I also train like in the gym, um, you know, four days a week. Um, you know, and also I work full time and, and like. You start getting some people and people kind of sit there and go like how like that's a lot of stuff like just take it easy like be careful and it's like yeah okay you know i'm not trying to you know swing my dick around but it's like i, I know i can do it because i've done worse you know what i mean and it's that whole kind of like yeah like when, once you've got that confidence in yourself and once you kind of got that kind of like conviction and that integrity to be like well look i say i'm going to do this i'm going to go and do it and you know or I've said this and, and this means this and that I'm going to kind of keep that promise to myself. As you say, it's really easy to see how people can make career changes and how people can like really kind of 10x their lives just by kind of having that basic building block of I said I'm going to eat X amount of protein a day and I fucking did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, exactly. Um, I think yeah. sticking to, stick to your word is huge. I think because um, I've, I've, if you watch a lot of my content, I dabble in a lot of masculine work as well. Um mm -hmm. And something so simple as the base level of you keeping a promise to yourself is what we must do as men. And I actually made, I didn't, um, I put on my story the other day and it was like, would you stay in a relationship with someone that constantly lies to you? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone, everyone, there was 20, 25 or 26 responses of, um, I'd, like, no, I wouldn't be with them. And I don't think anyone expected the next slide <laughs> because the, ne the next slide then mentions so why is it acceptable then to lie to yourself and to lie to your partners? Because obviously you're single, obviously I'm single, but I went in my last relationship, I made a lot of false promises that I was going to do stuff for me in front of that person. That person will then therefore will lose respect for me over time because I'm not saying what I'm going to do. You know, for me, it was, for me, it was things like I said, I was going to start a sport of some kind, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
I th- you know, that, and then it was also, I want to get lean and be- in the best shape possible. I made that promise. Yeah. They knew that promise that I made to myself, but they weren't seeing the things that were, the actions that were following it on my behalf. Mm-hmm. And you, I said, people might not think it now. That, no, what is bad enough doing it to yourself, but also then I said, the people around you as well. But then it, they end up building a lot of resentment. And then your worst nightmares will come true. A dark day will come. Not, not just, you know, not just, for example, say someone leaving you, but then you turning around, looking in the mirror and understanding, okay, what the hell have I done to myself? Yeah, and yeah. you will you will regret that. And I know that obviously you were in a, in a past relationship as well, and you probably feel quite similar. You know, when you get to that stage where it ends and you think to yourself, why didn't I just do the things I said I was going to do? Why didn't, yeah. why didn't I? And 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Go on. I was just going to say, like, exactly that. I, mean, I think looking back on it now, it's probably a similar kind of thing. You know, for example, jujitsu was, was a big thing for me. I said I would do it for ages and I never did. Um, and it was just that whole kind of, like, oh, well, you know, yeah, but you can't come over now. You'll come over later because I'll be busy because I'll be a bit jujitsu. And then I, I didn't go. You know what I mean? And then it's kind of like, it sort of causes that kind of, that friction. You know what I mean? And like I said, obviously, coming back to it, it is never easy, but like I said, it's it's not like particularly like you've got a choice. You know what I mean? If you if you spend ages sat out, you know, in in you know in your driveway polishing your car, you know, you take it out and you're proud of it. You know what I mean? You don't drive it into a hedge. You don't drive over potholes. You know, you're proud of it because it's a nice thing, and people recognise that. You know, when I when I ride my Harley around, I polish it all the time. Um, you know, or, or most of the time they keep it clean. People, everyone looks. You know, everyone looks. And goes, wow, you know, that's really cool. You know, okay, yeah, it is cool. But um, I drive my car that I don't polish. I don't look after it. I just well, I look after it mechanically, but I don't. You know, drill the time. anyway. Not the point. Um, you know, and you're incognito. No one sees it. You know what I mean? So it's like it does go to show. It's like you know, you can't really. Yeah, you know, everyone wants you know the perfect girlfriend or the perfect boyfriend or the perfect partner or whatever. Everyone wants that, but it's like. You can't expect that if you're not the if you're not as close to the best version of yourself as, as you can be. So, like, why would you expect someone's best if you're not giving them your best? And exactly as you said, look, if you're saying, "Oh, well, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z," and then you don't, it's like it's as simple as like, "Oh, I'm going to take a chicken out and make us curry for tea," and then you don't. It's like it's just, yeah. It's, and how hard is it really just to do what you say? Or if you can't do what you say, just kind of like front it out and be like, "Oh, I didn't do this because this is you know because I'm going to do this instead," or something like that, you know. It's having the awareness to do that. Um, you're completely right. It, it, it's and things I say are quite big things: gym, getting shape, whatever. But even the little things, like saying you're gonna make the bed in the morning, saying that you're gonna go, saying that you're gonna wake up at seven in the morning, and then your partner's like, "Ah, uh, it's eight o'clock and you're still not up." It's um, and this is not even on your partner. This is you as even as a single guy. And one thing that I always it's something good for everyone to listen to and use, and what I use is like, I always think to myself. Who knows if I will have children in the future? Maybe, maybe not. But I was, th- I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, what would my, f- if I was to have future kids, what would they be thinking of me right now? How, what sort of role model would I be if I don't wake up at this time? What sort of person would I be if I don't get out and, you know, go on my daily walk? What sort of person would I be if I don't, you know, um, go to the gym when I say I'm going to? What sort of person would I be if I say that I'm going to cook food tonight, but instead order Anandos? Do you know? It, it, it's showing that my, my word is tough and my word can't be broken. And there was something, um, I don't know whether this was, I, this is either Alex or Mosey or it was there maybe a Ryan Holiday. It was off on a podcast or something. And it was saying that there, there, there was this child and his father by a fire and they were making hot chocolate. 
and the child goes to his dad and goes, promise me that we'll have the same amount of hot chocolate because there wasn't much left. It was like rationed. They had like a little tiny amount. And the dad was like, yeah, I promise you we'll have exactly the same amount. So they, he shares it out and his son goes, dad, let me see your cup. And his dad gave him more of the hot chocolate. And he was really upset at his dad. And he was like, he, he was crying. He was everything. And he was like, why are you upset? I gave you more. He said, it doesn't matter that you gave me more. It's that you just didn't keep your word to me. Mm. And that when, when I, I, I think it was Paul Mosey, I think it was. And it was amazing. I listened to it and I was like, wow. I was like, that's, you know, that promise means a lot. Our words mean a lot. Um, yeah. Well, because it's because it, it's a it's a it's a basic kind of thing, isn't it? It's just sort of like you know the thing is is as humans, um, you know, and we'll go on a bit of a deep dive. As, as humans, um, my understanding is, is that we are kind of programmed to be obviously you know we're frightened of things that we don't know, and we don't like inconsistency, and we don't like um, you know if I was to say to someone, okay, well if I give you a list of things that you know that you've got, to, so this you know hour by hour, this is what you guys going to happen in a day. I would say that the majority of people probably would be, be okay with that, you know, because you haven't got to think about it, I haven't got to worry about it, you know. Obviously, there's outliers which don't like being constrained and stuff, and that's great. Um, but most people, I, I think, anyway, would, would kind of be in this position where they like to know what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, right? The thing is, is if you, again, if you kind of, if you say something, even if it's something small and trivial, subconsciously are going to be sitting there being like, well, yeah, but that isn't what you said. And that means that, you know, you, you, you've done something that you didn't say. So, okay, so next time you say something, are you not going to do that either? You know, and then you can imagine in that, you know, for, for something that on face value seems a little bit OTT, like obviously a kid crying over getting more hot chocolate. I don't know that that's actually a real genuine thing because what kid would do that? But subconsciously, it's going to have that kind of thing where, okay, well, you said X, but actually Y happened. And okay, fair enough. There's a certain amount of like discrepancy and like real life happens and yeah, maybe he did it by eye. Maybe the light was off. He didn't get it right or whatever. But, but the fact is, is that, there is an awful lot of subconscious stuff that like people aren't aware of um that, that you know and it, it will have that kind of impact on them it's just sort of like you know again if you say if you said x and y happens then well you know there's that anxiety around okay well if you say x how can i be sure that's actually what you mean you know what i mean um it's Make what, what mel robin says is it's as simple as if you don't keep a promise that you make to yourself you lower your self-esteem each promise that you don't keep you, your self-esteem gets lower and lower and i think a yeah. lot of people a lot of lads uh self-esteem is below baseline um be, 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 because of missing out on all these little things i said it once again it doesn't have to be massive it could mean you yeah. get into bed at a certain time do you know the, the people that i see perform the best so say for example um some people that i look to put up to when i was young was for example my dad my granddad my dad was always upstairs and in bed by 10 o'clock with his newspaper routined Every single time, nothing would stop. My my granddad always up. If I I I'd, I thought I used to wake up early, like seven, it, even until into his nineties, he's up at like six o'clock, shaved, showered, ready. Mental to think, you know. But just there's the, the promises they keep to themselves, you know. And yeah. you look up to that, you know. I how can I remember that? Well, it's because I picked up on it because they've done it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and that's a promise that I said they keep to themselves. I couldn't believe it, you know. My granddad, even when he was un, uh, unwell towards the end of his life, still up time, ready, dressed, everything. Um, and I think it's key. A lot of lads nowadays are just, you know, how many alarms you set to wake up? How many, yeah. you know, um, 
And this is not to say you can be perfect every day. There's some days that don't, you know, don't work well for me. This morning was not a day that worked well for me. Last last yeah. night, I, last night I couldn't sleep. I don't know why. Um, yeah. I was just rolling around, couldn't sleep properly. So my alarm was set. I normally wake up at seven on Saturday morning. I end up waking up at quarter to eight instead. But these things happen. These things happen. But I know this- that it, 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 I'm back to routine. It's uh, yeah. literally oh, the aim to straight away get back into routine. Um, yeah, and keep my word again. This, this, this is why, as you say, like the little things are so important and not to be overlooked. Because, like as you say, like routine and rigidity is great and fantastic, but you know, real life exists and you get thrown curveballs all the time. So, like you know, you might have been ill, or you might have been not feeling very well, or you might have not slept very well, or whatever. Like you're kind of scooting down this road in your apple cart, and if you hit a pothole, it can, you know, and you, you can. It's the little things that carry you through because you sort of kind of go, okay, well having the ability and the confidence and integrity in your uh, or confidence in yourself to accept the fact that this is out of your control. It's not your fault. You couldn't sleep. It's out of your control. You did the best that you could. You still stayed there and tried to kind of relax or maybe got up and had a cup of tea or whatever you did, but you still tried to kind of deal with that. And then, okay, you woke up the next morning, you woke up 45 minutes late, not a big deal because, you know, we can kind of adapt to that situation and we can just make sure that we put things in place so that it doesn't happen again. You know, maybe you'll have a chamomile tea before you go to bed. You know what I mean? Problem solved. It, it, like, rigidity and kind of that sort of stuff is great and it is kind of what to strive for but the little things are so important because like i said i quite often especially at the minute kind of like getting back into work and the kind of the rigmarole and the kind of the emails constantly and the phone calls and stuff it's a lot to kind of get back into after you have three weeks of nothing um and so i'm gonna, not gonna lie you know i've been getting up late i've been kind of like oversleeping i've kind of been going oh do i really want to get out of bed you know but like I still get up, I still make my bed, I still have a cup of coffee, I still kind of like get on and get stuff done because like, you know, I have the integrity in myself to know, okay, fine, January is, is, is not my month. It's not many people's months, but you know what? I'm not going to let it stop me from doing what I need to do to get everything done. And like, it hasn't, I'm still doing all right at work. You know, I've done all the stuff I need to do plus more. You know, I've done a bit of overtime as well this month. Um, you know, and I've only actually worked two weeks of it. Um, so, you know, like it, it's that whole, I'm still going to do the things that I need to do. It's just that again, what success looks like for this month might look a little bit different than it might do in February, February. I've got, you know, a lot of, uh, courses to go and do. So, you know, I'm, it's probably gonna look very different because I'm working to other people's timescales, but that's fine because I will still make my bed every morning. I still, you know, make sure I have my protein. I still make sure I come into calories. I still make sure that my promises, my non-negotiables, negotiables to myself are met everything else. Can be dealt with you know what i mean it's 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 having that point of self-reflection as well okay so why didn't this happen you know why did you struggle to make that thing happen that you wanted to make happen as well um a lot of people will just see it and just let it go if you just reflect on it then the next thing is you're never gonna you're not gonna make that mistake maybe the next day so not even in regards to sleep so folks for example you you forget to make your bed because um you forgot to make your bed so you just leave it right if you take a look back, maybe have a little write down, have a little think about it. Why did I not make my bed? Was it because I, w- I woke up late, I was late for work, so I had to quickly get rushed and didn't manage to make my bed? Okay, so how do I then combat that for the next day? And it's having that reflection tool to actually look back and be like, okay, I didn't do what I wanted to do. However, now I know what the issue was. I can try and combat this this way. For, yeah. for, for example, for a long time, this was in my last relationship, I struggled a lot with sleep my sleep was the worst it's ever been. And I think that also plays a part into then why things weren't going great with diet-wise, why things weren't going great with fitness, with training-wise. I was still doing it all, but it just went into the highest quality. Then I was like, okay, how do I fix this? So a couple of things I did, okay, 
my phone then left my room forever. I bought an alarm clock. Little things like I started reading before going to bed instead of just sitting there and watching TV constantly. You know, I made all, I sat down at a self-reflection and done all these little things and my sleep got way better. And I started then obviously feeling way better for it as well. But anyway, um, Charlie, let's bring it just a little bit more back on um, the path about, say, your journey. Um, yeah, yeah. Give me your quick fire, your three biggest wins, the things that come to the top of your mind. So um, this, can, this can be physical, mental. Uh, well, probably the, the biggest, uh, first and foremost, the biggest one would be, would be my uh, my mental, men, uh, my uh, mindset, mental kind of like uh, very baby starts of mental toughness, being able to, as I said, kind of recognize that things happen all the time that I can't control, but it's fine, especially for someone who, you know, I have struggled with anxiety and stuff in the past. Um, being able to not allow myself to kind of, it's got to a point where I, I'm not perfect and it still happens um, more so than I care to admit, but it, it, it stopped having such a control over me. Uh, like last year's time last year, I'd be firmly in the grip of anxiety and kind of like, oh, okay, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I'm really worried about this. And oh my God, what happens if this happens? Or what happens if that happens? And it's just this over and over and over and over and over and over again, your brain just doesn't shut up. But now I'm kind of in a place, place where, yeah, you know, lucky enough to sort of have done the work and kind of make this sort of happen. But I still get that and it still bothers me and it still keeps me up at night to say, but it doesn't stop me from doing the stuff that I want to do anymore. Um, it delays things and it puts things off and I maybe might not kind of like push as hard as I can, but I will always get there. I will always get there because as I said, yeah, that's a promise I've got to myself. Like, you know, I won't let this stop me from doing what I want to do. That's number one. What, um, what, what, what do you what do you think uh, what do you think we doing together to help you with that um well like all, all of the above you know um I, I know that obviously the fitness stuff is, is again i do think it's a cause and effect you know what i mean uh, you, you start again using that analogy about the car and the bike you spend ages polishing yourself you spend ages like uh you know working on yourself is what yeah. i meant to say yeah. um you know you spend ages in the gym like you know these things take time and they are just physically difficult like lifting a heavy weight sucks um but you do enough of it you kind of you build that strength you build that kind of history of kind of okay well when i started i could bench press this and now i can bench press this and it's like that journey because you've done it and it, you've you know, it's taken however many hours of your life to, to get there there are no shortcuts there are no kind of like quick fix jobs like you know you either put the fucking time in and get there or you don't kind of thing but because you've done that it kind of like again i spent you know my car is polished i'm proud of it you know what i mean so i treat it better because i'm more proud of what i've put in another one as well which to be fair <clears throat> i don't know if it is, is standard protocol but i think sort of just being involved in a, a community of people that are sort of along the same wavelength um mm -hmm. without making it sound culty it's that whole being around especially because men you know we don't talk about stuff like emotions we don't talk about like how people deal with things you go more oh, how you doing mate living the dream bud you know or uh, oh yeah <sighs> that sounds like it sucks man like you know we never really have that conversation about how you feel and about okay well why do you feel that way not necessarily how you feel but what do you think it is that makes you feel that way and i know that we've had some pretty kind of deep conversations about that sort of stuff um and kind of being with a group of people that are or being involved because i know obviously we've got the facebook group and all that kind of stuff being with some people that actually encourage each other you know you put a picture of yourself up on on the thing like oh this is you know this is my my latest sort of weigh-ins and stuff people are like fucking brilliant well done so you know well done like this is really good effort like you know real kind of great stuff and as you say it bleeds into other stuff so now i've kind of have a much more of that relationship with some of my oldest friends is that you know actually because i've 
spoken to them about how they feel and I've asked them, okay, well, why do you feel that way? Okay, well, let's have a think about it. You know, I now have such a deeper connection with these people and it's it's all because that kind of, that first kind of catalyst is, is easy uh, to sort of like bleed into other things. What I'm saying is, is that being able to have that conversation, okay, you know, I say to you like, oh, um, I did this run. Okay, how did it feel? And you're like, well, it was a run, it sucks. I don't like him. But you think about it and kind of go, actually, yeah, like I feel quite good about it because I don't like it and I did it anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's that, that like just it retrains that part of your brain that obviously men, we don't really do um, because, you know, we're simple creatures. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. You know, run bad, don't like it. Oh, well, you know what I mean? Um, and obviously, no. yeah, like, and the book and the and the, and the, uh, the, the book recommendations have always been quite good as well. You, you yeah, quite good yeah, that's, that's what I that's what I come along with is all the books. But no, I, I think you know one of the biggest things I realised because there's a big switch in me inside, uh, uh, and a lot of people know. And there's actually a podcast if if people haven't listened to it with my actual mental performance coach on here. Um, it's his name's Dan, um, so you you can find it on here. But he, me and him done a lot of work together and I realised as soon as we started like facing like how I felt head on and like actually then started speaking to other men about it, I was grateful that he was a male because it was much easier for me to um, to start to actually, you know, get things out to him. Um, and we done a lot of work about my own masculinity and about how I felt and I think a lot of men are afraid to admit that they don't feel like a man. Um, and when it came to... And when it came to me and you, there was a lot of stuff that I saw in you. And I see this with a lot of my lads, to be honest, no matter what the age, to be fair, is that I can see it in them that they need that little bit of, you know, guidance in regards to that. And we've done quite a bit. Of, and I actually said to you, because I think you're one of the first people that I've actually fully tried it on. I said, you're going to be a bit my hamster. Um, oh, guinea pig, sorry. Not a hamster. Yeah, you're going to be my guinea pig. And I was like, I'm going to... I said, because I've been through it and I know a lot about, obviously, because once you go through it, you know how to deal with these situations a lot better. And then we were able to put things in place to where you were able to talk to me. Like, for example, you come into the um, Thrive things, every the Thrive huddles that we have every fortnight. And we'll just have a little chat about how like, how your life is going, what's going on. And I think it's massively important for men, because especially of someone, you know, um, especially as I'm basically a mentor for you guys, to have, to have that back and forth conversation to where, you know, you're like, Oh, you know, can you actually give me any guidance on this? Can you actually give me any help with this? And I, a lot of the times, what I do is my job as a coach is not to actually give you the answer, but to actually give you questions. So mm. you know, a lot of, a lot of the times, I'll be like, how did that make you feel? Okay, how do you think you can um, go forward from here? What do you think yeah. you can now do? And these little questions act, let you access your own thoughts, let you think about things more, more on a more on a deeper level. And then from there, and I said, realistically, that's not even part of my job as a as a fitness coach. But no, I know no. I know how much of an important role it plays in hitting your goals. That I think it's something yeah. a lot of lads forget about, and I think that's why I can help bigger lads so much. Is because I've not just been through it myself, but I've been through a lot of the work, the deeper work that has to come on that journey as well. Um, yeah, and we've done a lot of work, and you know, I think you've came on tenfold as just a man itself. Forget the shape. I think just the mentally wise, it's like, you know, you said you struggled big time with anxiety. You struggled. Now I see you anxious about things, but you run towards it instead of away from it. And that's the most important thing now. Well, I yeah, still, yeah. I still get very anxious. 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I still get, and to be honest, I hold you accountable to a lot of it as well. I'm like, Charlie, have you done this? You're like, oh, yeah. no, not yet. I'm like, Charlie, get a grip. Um, <laughs> but e- even with me, you know, all these things that are way outside my comfort zone and make me anxious, you know, traveling abroad on my own or um, going out on dates with different people or speaking to different people, whatever, still make me anxious. You'll always get anxiety as part of life. But with all the lads in the group, what we do is we switch that mentality to actually that anxiety is something is a sign to us that we need to be doing that thing. Yeah. Once we well, have that is, sign, like shit, okay. Yeah, well, this this is like legit what we were saying earlier on, wasn't it? It's just that whole kind of like you know, like I, I have a theory about this, and I try and keep it short because I can talk to the cows come home, obviously. Um, yeah. But like, this is gonna be the longest well, podcast to date. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. But I feel like you know, as a kid, like. You know, especially like um, us, like you, you grew up with Disney films. You know what I mean. You grew up with this sort of like, oh, you know, boy meets girl. You know, across the room, fall in love, get married, have loads of kids, great, lovely, perfect. You know, and especially like where I grew up, it was relatively traditional, um, old English kind of thing. So it's sort of it's kind of my understanding of how my upbringing was is that you know, life is you know, you can do anything you want to do. You know, you can do anything you want. You know, if you you know you, you're a, you know you're a prodigy, you're a, you know you're amazing. You can do this, you can do that. You know, everything you want is on the table for you. You know. Everything you want is 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 just it's just there. It's it's just there. And then as you kind of get a bit older, you get a bit more cognizant of like life and the universe and everything else. You realise that that is just so wrong. Like you know, even if you want something, is what I mean like, about like prejudices and stuff. You know, I mean, you can have everything you want as long as you're you know not coloured or you're not the woman or you're not this because you got all of these other presuppositions and that bollocks to fight through first. And it's like. You can't have all of that, and you automatically, because there isn't, as you say, that conversation, especially for blokes, around, okay, well, how do you feel? How do you, Because there isn't that kind of uh, emotional kind of safety net. You just automatically assume that I can't have this because I'm a fuck-up, or that sort of stuff is not meant for people like me. And I know that I have that conversation myself, or I've had that conversation myself a lot, um, you know, about, like, partners and relationships. Like, okay, well, being in a happy, successful relationship, that, that's not for me. I'm I'm I've got to have the difficult one. And then you, you start to kind of realize that like as getting back to what we were saying earlier on is that you know life is actually really, really hard. Like there are so many things that are just way more difficult than they need to be. And like you have no control over that. Absolutely no control over that. And that is terrifying. Um, until you kind of make your peace with it, which is kind of like I said, like, like that whole kind of memento mori, and in the end, we all must die kind of thing. It's that whole kind of, well, yeah, okay, well, I might get hit by a bus tomorrow, but am I going to let that sort of stop me from doing what I want to do? Uh, you, you know you know what I mean? And I sort of feel like, you know, a lot of the whole kind of journey and the mental sort of stuff, it, 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 it kind of helps you kind of get on that track. And like I said, you know, you're, you're alive. You know, if you listen to this, you're alive, you're sentient, you know, you have a sense of self, you breathe you eat you shit you, all that sort of stuff you know you're on that journey whether you accept it or not and it kind of again it kind of brings it back to that full circle of like you may as well make the most of it whilst you're here and actually do you know what like i said you know success might look different for you than it might for other people and that's that's fine that's great um but like it's about kind of yeah facilitating that kind of like um being able to look at yourself in that metaphorical mirror and kind of go okay well, what does success look like for me okay what am i worried about what am i struggling about why am i struggling with it why am i worried about it how can I push that envelope and kind of like get myself further, getting that 1% better each day? Because like, like I said, I, I'm not a guru of, you know, I don't know dick and I, I make a lot of mistakes all the time, but but it is that whole kind of stuff of like, your life just gets 10 x 
and it is just like even in the, the the small time that I've been doing it, it's just like your life is just better. Like if if you just if you get up and make your bed, your life is better. It's not because it has no impact on it at all. Making your bed literally doesn't stop it from being a bed. Doesn't stop it from get. It doesn't stop you from getting in and sleeping in it. But you you I can't remember who said it, but it's like that winning the day. It's like, you know, if you win the second, then you can, you know, have a better chance of winning the minute. If you win the minute, then you can win the hour. And if you win enough hours, then you win the day. You win enough days, you win the month. You win enough months, you win the year. And that's that kind of compounding sort of stuff is it all starts with that second. It all starts with that kind of that, I'm going to do this. And that split second kind of, no, I'm going to get up and make my bed. You know what I mean? So, you know, starting with starting with a win is huge. And you just compound it from there. Next thing, as I said, next thing, you know, sometimes as simple as, um, making your bed that's a win all of a sudden brushing your teeth that's another win making yourself a good quality breakfast that's another win next thing you know you've gone to the gym next thing you know it's compounded you're going on a run maybe it's compounded you're making sure you hit your calories it goes on and on but they all but the, the difference is, is if you don't start the day that way it feels like it's so easy to not win any, yeah. anything and, and you really have to i mean I, I literally had it yesterday where like my day started off like crap and it, that takes an awful lot more doing is to then break that cycle and that and that is a real because you, you have to recognize that the day is not going very well which yeah. in and of itself is difficult enough but you've got to recognize that the day is not going well and then you have to kind of have the sort of the the mental kind of wherewithal to be like that's enough i'm going to break the cycle and i'm going to do this now regardless of all of this shit that's still going on i'm going to break and i'm going to go and that is really hard to do um yeah. like really really hard to do so yeah like it's easier just kind of getting up and going, I'm going to make sure I get out of bed when I say I do. I'm going to make sure I do this. I'm going to make sure I do that. So that I haven't got to then turn around and like, you know, reshape the direction of my day at one o'clock because I'm in a piss. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it, yeah. Starting the day off well is, is, is kind of a good, a good plan. Yeah. And I, I'd say I'll always understand the consequence of you not doing it as well. For example, the consequences, it means that your business is going to fail. Is it means you're going to lose your job. Is it mean that you're going to eventually lose your partner? Think long-term what the consequence of you not doing those little things are as well. Um, okay, that was the biggest win would be mindset. What would you say is a your best physical win? Oh, mate, 100% the pull-ups. <laughs> um, yeah. Being able to sit there, um, well, pull-ups and, to be fair, just general strength and conditioning. Um being able to sit there and have that kind of like, and it's not something I, I like doing because I, you know, again, I'm trying to go through this whole ego is the enemy thing, trying to sort of put some of those in, into perspective. I don't quite like telling uh, people what my actual weights that I can lift are because I don't think it's really relevant because people can lift more than me. People can lift less than me. There are a lot of different reasons why I can, but making it in terms of a ratio, like getting to a point where I can, like I said, bench press more than I weigh. Um, getting to a place where I can do pull-ups and I can do several pull-ups, not just one. Um, you know, I can do pull-ups with, you know, weights on. Um, you know, I can, like, do all of these sort of incredible, in my opinion, feats of strength that, like, I never thought I'd be able to do. Like, I've always been a strong lad, but I've, when you kind of, it's hard to argue with the numbers when you sit there looking at it. Like, you know, and especially being bad at stuff like squats you know i was shit at squats i just cannot do it like i, I still struggle at fuck with them now but like i'm at a point where i'm finally for one of the first times ever able to squat more than i can bench which yeah. is weird because like you would have thought you know your quads are so much stronger and your kind of legs are much stronger than your yeah. arms and shoulders or at least they should be anyway um but yeah that and then all being able to do that on top of you know running 5k in under 30 30 minutes which 
again, you know, not not a lot of people can do. Um, and and you, you sit there and kind of go, you know, it really, I said, you know, to use one of like Goggins is kind of like, you know, um, one of Goggins is sort of like um, proverbs, I suppose, is about sort of like being uncommon amongst the uncommon. It's like I'm already uncommon because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sort of I'm lucky. I'm in a position where I am. I've, I've worked really hard to get where I've got to go. Um, you know, and I'm still hopefully kind of, you know, aware that, you know, there is more work that needs to be put in. So that's already there. But then I'm also in a position where there's lots of other people that are in the same position as me that can't run six miles or that can't run 5K under 30 minutes or that can't bench press more than they weigh. It's like it's about, like I said, you know, the best version of, of, of anyone, of whoever they are, is someone who is uncommon amongst the uncommon. And that's a really, really strong place to be is to have that kind of like not egotistically, but sit there kind of go, well, you know, yeah, but yeah, but it's me. Like I, I know I can do this. I know I've got this, that confidence that kind of comes with it. That's a, a, another big one for me. Cause like I said, you know, being able to, you know, um, you know, being able to sort of, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose it's a bit egotistical, but be, be, being in that position where, you know, like I said, I, I uh, roll with some people at work and we mess around and stuff and just knowing that for most of them, um, at any point I could just completely overpower them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's quite nice. It's just, it's, you know, not that I ever would and not that I would ever kind of go down that way, but it's nice to sit there and, and, and feel that confidence in yourself. It's, you know? I, it's, it's the feeling of just being a strong, fit and capable man. Simple yeah, as. Exactly. There's no, there's yeah. no better feeling to know that. I was thinking this the other day, I was thinking, you know, what if something happened to me where I had to like say run away from something? I was like, yeah, I can, I, I can run for like, I, you know, uh, well over 10K. At, at a really good pace. I think, you know, how many people can do that? And it's not egotistical because you realise it. Um, you, you know, you yeah, actually... Start, I'm, never you, gonna get, I'm never going to get stuck in a burning building because I can kick the door down. Fire door. You know what I mean? And, and, and there's a power that comes with that. For example, you know, um, for me, this came into fruition, you know, when my when my nan was unwell, you know, when she had like falls or I had to pick her up out of bed, you know, okay, so what was that whole point of me maybe doing a... RDL of 150 kilos. What was that point of me maybe doing a bench press? What was that point of me maybe, you know, um, you know, lifting weights so heavy than what I do? Well, they showed because no one else could lift this person. Yeah. I I remember an old woman fell outside my nan's home in Wales and she so she fell out the car and while well, trying to get in the wheelchair. And where they lived was like a bunch, it was like an, where a lot of like old people live, like assisted living or whatever they call it. And the woman was there on the floor and there was like seven people around her and they couldn't pick it up. So I remember I just went to meet my mom. I was like, I'll be back now. And they just all walked me through the window and I just walked over and I just picked it up and put it in the chair and walked off. And I was like, isn't it crazy that I'm that I'm that person? And the people, some of the people around it actually were actually quite young. I think one of them, one of them was his son. And the fact that I am able to do that is exactly what a strong fit and capable man should be able to do. It's exactly. simple and basic as is that. So it's to look after your loved ones, to look after yourself, to be able to know that you're capable no matter what. Because I said, yeah. you never know when a dark day might come. Imagine some, you know, how proud will you be, say, for example, if something happens and something falls on top of you and you can lift it off yourself or you can stay there and die. So it, yeah, yeah. It, when, when it comes to it, it's even the most basic form. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, depending on what your opinion of what masculinity is and and what kind of thing that you subscribe to about men and, and what they should and shouldn't be able to do and all that kind of stuff is all all varying for people but like there is no two ways about it it's as it's as it's as basic as you know 
being physically prepared for stuff is better than being unprepared for stuff. And like I said, I said before, life is difficult. You know, people get in car crashes all the time. People get ill all the time. Actually, one of my friends, and I'm, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, but her granddad um, was a, you know, for, for, for what I understand, a, a massive athlete. He used to cycle Tour de France, all that kind of stuff at like 60, 70, whatever. Got hit by a car, broke his neck. I think I'm pretty sure in like one or two places, really kind of like life ending kind of accident. The only reason he survived is because he was so fit, because he, his body was even at like, you know, sort of, you know, 70 or however old he was, was able to just kind of just deal with it. Like, you know, kind of like, okay, well, they just sort stuff out, sort stuff out. You know, I've got um, old uh, family friends of mine that are in their mid 80s that still go out and garden every day. And they garden a, a, you know, a big ass, like, uh, yeah, acre and a half of amenity land, which like, you know, you're on your hands yeah. and needs pruning things, you know, by hand. And they're doing that like in their mid 80s. And they do it every day. I tell you, the, the, the husband there, he, he can swing a he can swing a bloody um, spade as well as I can. And, you know, I'm like 40, 50 years younger than he is. Um, you know, those still puts in a shift. You know, look at some of the old like um, West Country farmers. They're in their 60s and 70s and they're stronger than, well, probably stronger than it, me. It, um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's just being fit and keep. You know, you yeah. literally just said that there. I remember um, a car crash that I was in that was actually quite bad. And um, I remember going into the hospital and so my whole right side of my peck, my chest was just black from from bruising. And the yeah. woman said, the doctor said to me at the time, went, went, went into the hospital and she said, if you didn't have muscle there, that is bruised. She said, you would have punctured your lung 100%. Because yeah. my chest was like just, I've never seen, it was just black because where yeah, I hit, yeah. hit, hit, hit the steering wheel or hit whatever. And that, that instantly I was like, imagine I didn't train. Imagine I didn't have muscle there that, that, yeah. protect, that protected me. I would have punctured yeah. a lung. And who, who, who would have been there to save me? There, were, there wasn't yeah. anyone there for a while. You know, I, but what happened instead was that I was able to just kick my door open because the door wasn't opening properly. Just get out of the car, walk across the road and sit down on the fence. And I was fine, realistically, in the grand scheme of things, I was fine. Um, mm. But that's something that I've... You know, I never thought about it while training because I just wanted to feel good, look good, feel yeah. confident, feel nice. But it, that proved to me at that point. I was like, Jesus Christ, actually, this is so important. Yeah, um, and the kicker in about all of this is that you were prepared for that. And again, I, you know, give me some yeah. trivialized stuff here, but you were prepared for that. And what did it actually cost you? It cost you three days a week, you know, 8,000 steps a day, which you probably did anyway, keeping an eye on what you eat and make sure you didn't eat fucking Mackey's every five minutes. Like, you know that's what it costs to kind of like have that kind of level of, of, of well, life basically. Um, you know, see, so like I said, for me, it's a no brainer. I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, well, you know, you, you don't have to go full ham. You don't have to train five days a week. You don't have to do 12, like 12,000 steps. You don't have to run a marathon, but just like having that kind of, well, not even that having, you should have that kind of like wherewithal. So like I said, you know, it, 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 it's your, you know, your, your body is your vehicle that you experience life through. Why would you not want to look after it? the more you look after it, the longer you we hit, the more stuff you can do, you know? A million percent. Um, what would you say your one biggest lesson is during this whole journey so far with me? Um, I'd say I'd say try and keep it quite short, give it an, you yeah, know, one but, lesson that people can take away. Um, God, you put me on the spot there, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I think there's been, there's been so many. Uh, like, I think, I think a lot of it is just kind of, well, I think to be fair, actually, that what will probably be the catalyst about all of it is, you know, as you say, asking for help isn't giving up. It's it's refusing to give up because I feel like if I hadn't have turned around and swallowed that kind of that hubris and gone, hey, you know, 
yeah, let's give it a go. Let's see how we get on. I wouldn't have done all the stuff that I did. And again, it's that, I suppose that was the, that was the 1%, that one second kind of split decision that allowed me to win that minute that allowed me to, you know, win subsequent uh, events and things. So probably that would be the most important as it was probably the first. Um, it's, it's like I said, you know, you know, as men, we don't ask for help. Um, you know, we, we're not very good at kind of like reflecting and kind of going, actually, I'm not in a very good way, you know, um, and even worse, like, kind of have to have that conversation with yourself in the mirror and then actually even worse admit it to other people as well like that's really hard to do but i think kind of just being able to do it i think was a really really important lesson for me um because like i said now moving forwards like i said i've, I've same same thing for me I've, I've i've done lots of different types of work at my job i'm you know i'm moving house you know i'm kind of doing some quite big life stuff you know that would that does stress me the fuck out but like i know i'll be fine because you know i can ask for help and I've done that before and now I've done it so many times I'm used to it and it's not a problem for me anymore. And actually more to a point where if I ask someone for help and they do turn around and are a dick about it, I'm like, well, you're not really worth my time knowing because I know that I'm uncommon amongst the uncommon and you don't deserve to be part of that circle. So see you later, you know, okay, ask someone else then, you know, and, and like you just kind of get that integrity and like water ducks back from that. So yeah, I would probably say that that's my most important lesson, asking for help. 100%. One thing we've got to say about one of your biggest wins was doing a photo shoot as well. I mean, it's been a little while though, hasn't it? So yeah. it's off the top of the mind, but that was one hell of an experience for all of us because there was three of us that yeah. done it all together. Um, yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, and the five that was amazing. Yeah, it, yeah, the five guys was amazing. Um, yeah. But um, last thing I think I'd say, you know, to someone listening to this, if they listen to this, they've probably thought about working with me before. Um, and if they've listened to my other podcast, they've thought about, okay, you know, they're getting a lot of value from what I say. It's helping them in their own journeys. What would you say to someone that is just on that little, you know, on that cusp, you know, on the fence of joining? What would you say to them? Well, you've got nothing to lose. You know, re realistically, it's that whole kind of like, okay, what if it doesn't work? You know, fair enough. But what if it does? Like I said, literally just said then, it's like that whole kind of that asking for help. And maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be yourself, but any coach or any kind of like personal trainer, like I said, coming back to that whole binary thing of, you know, just doing something will get you there. It's just how long are you going to take to get there? That's the thing. Um, but but yeah, like, you know, just being able to sit there and, and just ask and just sort of be a bit like, you know, what, okay, well, if they're a bit of a shit PT, get a different one. Like, you know, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. But what if it does work? You know, what what if actually, I suppose really, you know, this will, and this will be the thing that, that you don't quite get is that when you do go over the other side and you sit, okay, well, what if it does work? That's terrifying because then you sit there and go, well, shit, what if I am capable of all this sort of stuff? And then you kind of start to go, well, I mean, well, now I'm going to have to go and do it. Like I said, if you told me a year or two ago that I'd be I'd be entered into a, a, marathon, a half marathon and I'd be running one literally in like a month and a half with not really very much training, I'd have told you to fuck off. This is not going to happen. And yet I'm sitting there. And, 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 and the photo shoots. You, know, well, you exactly never would have thought that. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, or, or any other things that I've, I've, I've been able to do. And, and you sit there and think, like I said, you know, it is terrifying, but... As I say, you know, you really haven't got much choice. You know, like you're in, you're in, you're you're on the rat race of life. You either kind of, you know, okay, if you do it and it goes wrong, all right, well, at least you've done it. But you know, as I said, statistically, unless you you really fuck it up, it's not going to go wrong. It just might take you a bit longer. But anyway, it's that whole what if it does work? And you know, what what if you do look back in ten years and you are shredded and you do look like Rocky? You know, what I mean, what what in what if in ten years, you know, you look across your you look across your 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 uh, your wall and you've just got medals of all the things that you've done and you can sit there and kind of go fuck and it all kind of came down to 
you know, me sitting there kind of with my, you know, not even my tail between the legs, but just sort of being a bit like, because I think it takes quite a lot of confidence to do it, but sitting there and kind of being like, actually, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know everything I think that I know about this. And maybe actually asking someone for a bit of a hand and a bit of a bit of a direction, a bit of a North Star to aim for, maybe that, maybe that will actually help me. You know what I mean? Rather than just trying to, you know, fight, fight life tooth and nail by yourself, which as I said, it's fucking hard enough anyway. Why would you make it any harder for yourself? It's like, you know, you, you're right. I always, um, one thing a lot of clients always say to me when I ask them a question similar to that, it's like they say, they always wish they started sooner because it's otherwise mm-hmm. they, they, they would be in so much of a fear that are in their journey. Yeah, so the exactly, thing, yeah. that I, thing that I always say is that um, taking action, asking for help is something that I wouldn't wait on doing. I'd just do it. Uh, yeah. Even if you don't feel like you're ready, you're going to be in such a better position long term. And what I said to you when we first started is like, you're going to have direction now. You're going to have that clarity on exactly how to get to where you need to be. You're guaranteed if you listen to me to follow everything I say, which, by the way, you know, is not overly dramatic either in regards to the things I, I, I give you. It will change your life and you are guaranteed to make it make a change. And then if you just put all trust, confidence in me we're off to the moon and we, we've well, we're, we're on the moon we're now off to yeah. up on mars <laughs> yeah she's just like fuck it why not yeah well this, this is the thing man and like yeah a, a, a lot of it is just yeah i, I, I said it again I, i'll say it once I, i'll say it again a lot of it is just that whole kind of like you know just okay it might not work but what if it does you know and it, it is a terrifying thing and it you know standing up and kind of like you know um sort of take responsibility for yourself like that is it is quite nerve-wracking it is quite scary because like i said you know you're not going to get the medals unless you go and earn them you know what i mean so you know yeah, that yeah. it's going to open up this door of life is going to be you know difficult but in different ways but i tell you what like life is also a lot simpler um because like i said you know it, it, like as you say like you know okay well if i if i get cancer tomorrow uh chances are i'm a healthy you know healthy healthy chap do a lot of running um do a lot of weight training and stuff you know i'm on going to be a better position to deal with it. Yeah, much more um, likely to deal with it. You know, uh, crash the car, I can deal with that, you know? As, as what I mentioned before, we're all building bricks up to our house. Yeah, either yeah. either end your life, you can end with a mansion, with a castle, or you can, you can end with being homeless. Yeah. it's um, That's completely down to you, and that's the decision you've got to 